0: My heartless babe could cry, what could I do? My baby's love had gone, and left my baby blue, nobody knew, what kind of magic spell to use? slide that snail or puppy tail baby said, oh, like, dance, magic dance, magic dance, dance, magic dance, dance, magic dance. dance, magic dance. <laughs> Magic jump. jump, magic jump, jump. magic jump, jump. 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 magic go. jump. Magic jump on me, slap that baby, make him pay. In nine hours and twenty-three minutes, oh. you'll be mine. <laughs> Welcome back to everybody's favorite podcast. This is an evening at the movies. I am your incredibly amazing host, Casey. And tonight, we are going to continue the process of taking one step closer to ultimately completing 1980's Guilty Pleasure movie month, and that means that tonight, we are going to be discussing what... I consider to be one of my all-time favorite Jim Henson movies which would be the movie Labyrinth. So, I don't see a reason why we should put it off any longer guys. Let's strap in and get to work. Um The movie was released on June 27th, 1986 by TriStar Pictures, directed by, obviously, Jim Henson. The music was created and performed by legendary music icon David Bowie. It had a $25 million budget. And also has the distinction of being the one guilty pleasure movie month or guilty pleasure movie that lost the most amount of money in the box office. So it had a $25 million budget. And only made twelve point nine million in box office revenue. So, by that standard, you as you can tell, it lost what ten, twelve, yeah, about twelve million dollars. So. But anyway, the $12.9 million box office that it made in 1986 also translates to approximately a $30.7 million box office in 2021. So still, obviously, by that standard, even today, it did not rake in a whole lot of money. But with that said... It is also one of the most. I don't think I have ever in my lifetime ever heard anybody say. Massive amounts of negative things about this movie. We'll get to some of my feelings about the movie later when we get to the review. But for generally for the most part. If you are a human being and you have a soul, you love this movie. So, anyway, the cast of the movie. David Bowie plays Jareth, the Goblin King. Jennifer Conley plays Sarah. Toby Froud plays, ironically, Toby. Um... Christopher Malcolm plays Sarah and Toby's dad. Shelley Thompson plays Sarah's stepmom and Toby's mother. Brian Henson plays Hoggle. Ron Mueck plays Ludo. And David Shaughnessy plays Sir Didymus. There's a lot more, obviously, characters and actors to the movie, but for the sake of not listing 100,000 people, we're not going to go through every one of them. I just wanted to make sure I got the main ones out of the way. So, anyway, 16-year-old Sarah Williams recites from a book titled The Labyrinth in the park with her dog Merlin, but is unable to remember the last line of, While she's being watched by a barn owl. Foreshadowing. Big time. Realizing she is late to babysit her half-brother, Toby. She rushes home and is confronted by her stepmother, Irene. Who then leaves for dinner with Sarah's father, Robert. Sarah finds Toby is in possession of her treasured childhood teddy bear, Lancelot. Frustrated by this and his constant crying, Sarah rashly wishes Toby be taken away by the goblins from the book. She is shocked when Toby disappears and Jareth, the Goblin King, appears. He offers Sarah her dreams in exchange for the baby, but she refuses, having instantly regretted her wish. Jareth reluctantly gives Sarah 13 hours to solve his labyrinth and find Toby before he is turned into a goblin forever. Sarah meets a dwarfish man named Hoggle who aids her in entering the labyrinth. She has trouble finding her way at first, but meets a talking worm who inadvertently sends her in the wrong direction. After that, Sarah talks to the four guards later on, After talking with them, she ends up in the middle of an oubliette where she reunites with Hoggle. And for those of you who don't know, the oubliette is where people get sent to be eternally forgotten. After they are confronted by Jareth and escape one of his traps, the two encounter a large beast named Ludo... Hoggle flees in a cowardly fashion while Sarah befriends Ludo after freeing him from a trap, but she loses him in a forest, and she loses him in a forest. Hoggle encounters Jareth, who gives him an enchanted peach, and instructs him to give it to Sarah, calling his loyalty into question, as he was supposed to take her back to the beginning of the labyrinth earlier. Sarah is harassed by a group of creatures called Thier- Thiers. I have no clue. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just a podcast host, not a crazy freaking name pronouncer. But Hoggle comes to her aid. Thankfully, she kisses him and they end up falling into a trap door that sends them to a flatulent swamp called the Bog of Eternal Stench, where they reunite with Ludo. The trio meet the guard of the swamp, Serdidimus, who is an anthropomorphic fox terrier, and his old English sheepdog Steed Ambrosius. After Ludo howls and summons a trail of rocks to save Sarah from falling into the bog, Didymus joins the group where... (laughs) Didymus joins the group. (laughs) I'm getting tongue-tied again tonight, guys, as I'm trying to get this recorded for you as best as I can so I can get it dropped like I promised. So forgive me. When the group gets hungry, Hoggle reluctantly gives Sarah the peach and runs away as she falls into a trance and forgets her quest completely. She has has a dream where Jareth comes to her at a masquerade ball proclaiming his love for her, but she rebuffs him and escapes, falling into a junkyard. After an old junk lady fails... Brainwasher. she is rescued by Ludo and Didymus outside the goblin city of Jairus Castle. They are confronted by a humongous robotic gate guard, but Hoggle bravely, bravely comes to their rescue. Despite his feeling unworthy of forgiveness for his betrayal, Sarah and the others welcome him back, finally accepting him as a friend, and they enter the city together. Jareth is alerted to their presence and sends his goblin army to stop them, but Ludo howls and summons a multitude of rocks again to chase the goblins away and they enter the castle. Sarah insists that she must face Jareth alone and promises to call the others if needed. In a room modeled after M.C. Escher's relativity, she confronts Jareth, while trying to retrieve Toby. She recites the lines from her book that mirror her adventure to that point, but she still cannot remember the last line. As Jareth offers Sarah her dreams again, she remembers the final line, You have no power over me. Defeated at the last second, Jareth returns Sarah and Toby home safely and turns back into the barn owl, flying away. Realizing how important Toby is to her, Sarah gives Lancelot to him and returns to her room. As her father and stepmother return home, she sees her friends in the mirror and admits even though she has grown up, she still needs them in her life every now and again. In an instant, a number of the major characters from the Labyrinth appear in her room for a raucous celebration. And she reunites with all of her friends. As they celebrate, Jareth, in his owl form, watches from outside and then flies off into the moonlight. The end. So, that is the plot. Um, as far as, like, my favorite lines go. Or parts even for that matter um line wise i'm gonna go with and i don't have it 100 percent accurately in front of me so i'm gonna try and do this by memory guys but the i think probably one of the most solid pieces of line work scripted the movie was the um, lines that Sarah was remembering from her book that she ended up she couldn't remember the last line and being through kingdoms untold through hardships unnumbered I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the goblin city take back the child that you have taken for my will is as great as yours. You have no power over me. I like I don't shoot the messenger if I missed anything. Like I said, I tried to do that from memory. If I did it, yay me. If I failed and missed something, um, please direct all hate mail to um, my hate mail advisor who is amanda Kohlhofer at um 1-800 just kidding guys um that was going to be a, a horrible joke but um, i feel like i should rein it back in but yes if you have hate you can direct it towards my co-host amanda Kohlhofer. so um other than that um another favorite part of mine that I have is um, the uh, yeah the final push as Sarah and Ludo and Serdidimus and Ambrosius and Hoggle break through the gate outside of the goblin city and they're literally racing through the city, trying to get to the castle, battling off Jareth's army to the point that, um, Sarah has to beg Ludo to call the rock army or the rocks for help. (coughs) I know it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but to me it was just, there was moments throughout that entire little segment where, um, like Sir Didymus is trying to be all a brave courageous knight and his dog is not having any of that shit and he rides around on Ambrosius's back and at times the dog can be incredibly cowardly and he's the two of them are battling back and forth because Didymus wants to fight and Brochus wants to go hide and the dog ultimately takes off running and he's like, if you do not stop, I am never going to feed you again. All of a sudden, you, you, the dog turns around and it's like, all right, game on. So, <coughs> I enjoyed that scene as well. Um, Probably the other, and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but um, I like to believe that at my age, and we're not going to drop that number, but um, I like to believe at times I can have a good. I don't always act on it but I have a good head on my shoulders and realize what's important in life so um with that said the next well and final quote-unquote favorite part I have is that last that very last scene of the movie where Sarah had just given Lancelot to Toby and she returns to her room and she's sitting there at her little um vanity night thing whatever you want to call it i'm not sure um but and then her mom or her stepdad her stepmom and dad come home and they have their little you know we're home i'm here blah 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 and and by the way, just for question, um, her parents return home, and her dad yells because earlier in the movie, they when they took off, he's like, "We'll be gone till around midnight." So, who in their right mind, as a parent, comes home at midnight, knowing that at least your youngest son should be sleeping? We're home. And then freaking, when Sarah doesn't say anything, Sarah, are you home? No, she freaking left her freaking infant baby brother laying in the freaking crib and ran off to do God knows what with God knows who. Freaking, that is probably the worst freaking element of dialogue that's ever been written in the history of movies. Anyway, back to my other point though. Um... She lets them know, yes, yeah, she's home, and the moment continues to progress. And Sarah's sitting there at her vanity, and um, she starts seeing the each of her friends pop up in the mirror. You know, if you need us, you know, if you ever need us, and she admits that. I do need you guys every so often from time to time. And I don't know why, but I need you guys. And to me, that encompasses the fact that I don't care who you are, how big, bad, tough you are. Everybody, everybody, from time to time needs their friends and loved ones. We'll just go with friends and loved ones, but yes, we all need our friends and loved ones. So that was the main reason why I felt like adding that to my favorite scene as well. So, um, as far as my review goes, Labyrinth is a movie that I will fight movie critics over. I don't, I won't deny that this movie is far from perfect. As we discussed with the dad and Sarah dialogue at the end, obviously not perfectly written and it's definitely not Jennifer Connelly's strongest performance ever. Um, While she does nail the elements of being a petulant, overly dramatic 16-year-old, her voice at times can be a little bit much, and her tears when she cries throughout the movie almost seem kind of forced to me. That's just my own opinion, though. I'm not saying that it's 100% correct. I'm not saying you don't have a right to believe otherwise, but... That's just my opinion on how I felt her performance was in the movie. Uh, David Bowie is no bullshit, perfectly cast as Jareth the Goblin King. His defining performance makes this movie the classic that it is, and it is the reason why I'm giving this movie the three and a half Jim Henson puppets out of five that I'm giving it. So. Anyway, that in a nutshell, and wow, this is going to be two episodes in a row that we're wrapping it up rather quickly. Um, I got to quit forgetting to add in some of the extra stuff that I've been forgetting these last two episodes, but um, I apologize for that too as well, guys. Um, But I do want to say thank you guys for checking out this little brief little episode lit of An Evening at the Movies. And I wanted to let you guys know that coming up, well, this episode will be dropping Thursday morning and Thursday evening as well. I will be recording with everybody's favorite, amazing, super talented, incredible co-host, Her Royal Highness herself, Amanda Kohlhofer yes see i threw all those titles in because i'm trying to drag out this time so i can at least hit the 30 minute mark for the episode and it depending upon how much i drag my feet i might actually get to do it haha just kidding though guys um so yeah we she and i will be discussing the three amigos tonight and then i will get that episode edited and drop it, it will ha- probably have to be edited because the two of us will go on forever and ever and ever i ain't gonna have to worry about no 30 minute cut off on that one but that's why she and i make podcast magic together after that um tuesday morning we will conclude 80s guilty pleasure month with maximum overdrive And we will use that movie to transition right off into Stephen King Birthday Bonanza Month, which and I'm going to do this by memory, too, because I didn't have the schedule finalized before notes. But um, September, we will have seven Stephen King movies and one bonus episode. So here goes the September schedule really quick before I let you go. Green Mile and Misery, followed by uh, Pet Cemetery 1 and 2. I know 2 is technically not a Stephen King movie, but... And in that second group as well will be the bonus episode, which will be Rocky Horror Picture Show with Miss Jackie Fletcher, who will be making her debut on An Evening at the Movies. After that, We have so we got what three kings right now, so we got four more kings coming up. So after that is thinner, Carrie, Cujo, and Dolores Claiborne. Ha, got them all. Bet you think I didn't couldn't do that. Well, nanny nanny boo boo, I got it all in. Just kidding, guys. Again, trying to drag out the time frame here so that you at least have something substantial to listen to. But yes, and then from there we will, like I said, probably the middle of September, we will look at starting to piece together and finalize plans for Halloween Horror Fest in October. I do have some big ideas coming for that, as well as... Uh, yes, some new plans with the Queen herself, Miss Amanda Kohlhoffer. as well as we haven't made this announcement yet, and I'm not going to make the announcement yet, but I will let you know that at some point during October, I will be going on the SIP list. And if you're not listening to The Sip List on all major podcast streaming platforms, I highly recommend that you do it. It is an amazing freaking show. And you will not regret listening to it. Because, let's be honest, I'm on it. And that's just how we freaking roll. So, as well with... mm, my show if you are not involved with us on social media you can find us on all major social media platforms on facebook just search for an evening at the movies all words capitalized except for the so capital a and and capital e and evening capital a and at lowercase t and the and Capital M for movies. Instagram, all lowercase letters. and Evening at the Movies. You can find us on Twitter. At Evening At. And on TikTok. At A-E-A-T-M-95. So. Now that I've gotten all that said and done with. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys that. Since I'm going to be talking to you again here in probably about 12 hours. That I enjoyed sharing my love of Labyrinth with you. And I hope you guys come back for an evening at the movies. Have a good night guys and peace. What could I do? My business gone, and my baby blue. Nobody knew what kind of magic use. and Under or light, business Magic dance, That's magic dance, There's magic dance. <laughs> <laughs> Jump magic jump dance, magic jump dance, magic jump dance. Dance, magic dance, magic jump dance, magic jump dance. Dance, magic jump magic jump magic jump magic jump magic magic jump magic magic jump 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 magic